Julia and you're listening to The Playground. This is my first episode of The Playground and I wanted to start off by introducing why I created the show. I have a love for music and I realize as I live my life that music can tell so much about someone and the stories they have and music can really open up personal narratives and I have a love for learning about people's personal narratives and storytelling and I love how music is such a beautiful and subjective art form where it can really be open up to interpretation and not only that I think this would be a great way to explore new music the piece that I'm going to be playing for you today is entitled Streetcar by Daniel Caesar. Let me know Do I still got time to grow Things ain't always set in stone That be known, let me know Seems like street lights glowing happen to be just like moments passing in front of me. So I hopped in the cab and I paid my fare. See, I know my destination. I'm just not there. All these street lights glowing happen to be just like moments passing in front of me so i hopped in the cabin i paid my fare see i know my destination i'm just not there in these streets In these streets I'm just not there In these streets I'm just not there Life just ain't fair Seems like street lights Blowing Happen to be Just like moments Passing of me so I hopped in the cabin I paid my fare see I know my destination I'm just not there all these glowing happen to be just like moments passing in front of me so I hopped in the cabin 
So that was Streetcar by Daniel Caesar, and I don't quite remember when I first heard this song, but I remember listening to it and being so taken by the beautiful arrangement and Daniel Caesar's voice and how it's able to just conjure so much emotion, and I think the progression of the song is just so evocative. Um... And while I don't remember the first time I heard this song, what I do remember is I was in high school and I would listen to this song um, just walking around in my neighborhood, biking around in my neighborhood, just so unsure of what the future would hold. And to me, this song is really just about how you don't really know what the future holds and how that can be scary. And it just seems like sometimes life is just taking it out of you. And regardless of how empty you might feel, there's always this push to keep going and to see what's next and to see where you ultimately end up. And um, it's interesting because I listened to this song in high school when I didn't know which college I was going to, and um, that that period of time in my life was fairly stressful because it was just so open-ended, and I just hadn't experienced that up until that point because up until then I had been going from elementary school to middle school to high school and it just seemed like a very straightforward path for me and what's interesting is is that I once I ended up in college I had this realization there that the college I committed to it wasn't the right fit for me and I decided to transfer schools and I, there was that feeling again of, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen next. There's this feeling of uneasy, uneasiness and unknowing. And so I remember re-listening to this song just all the time. I would walk to my classes and listen to it. I would just take walks at night and listen to it. So this song definitely um, has carries a very... Um, personal meaning to me 
in that regard. And it's interesting because I haven't listened to this song regularly for a few years now. And I mean, do, I mean, just even forgetting about like current events and the pandemic, I think that um, the future is always going to be an open-ended question of what's going to happen next. And even when you think you're on a straight and narrow line towards a destination, like things are always subject to change. And I think currently right now, I do have a sense of unknowing and what the future will hold. Uh, right now, I'm a third year in college and I do have this sense of not really sure I know what I'm doing <laughs> or where I'm going. There's this pressure to get an internship and I that has been on my mind a lot recently and I think that um, the type of internship I will partake in this summer will definitely shape what career trajectory I'll be on and um, I think that even looking out farther into the future just thinking about what happens after graduation that's a whole nother beast um, that being said um, I would love to just go through the lyrics because there are so many just hard-hitting moments in this piece that whenever I hear it's just like it's almost like it's the first time I'm hearing it again um, the first line that really struck me was things ain't always set in stone and I think that this reminds me of the philosophical question about destiny or free will and if we're just kind of set on a path or if we have the power to change whatever path that we're destined to and I don't have an answer as to whether or not destiny is real or not or whether or not we have free will but I do think that regardless of if there is free will or destiny there's always going to be feeling of uneasiness of not knowing what's going to come next and that's part of life it's a part of life that we have to embrace the uncomfortable reality of not knowing what's next um i know in some cases the unknown is can be truly exciting and something to look forward to but i find myself when i'm <laughs> maybe recently i find myself recently seeing the unknown as something that's more daunting than exciting um, last semester I took a study abroad to Florence and the unknown to me was truly exciting and I didn't really find the experience to be daunting and I think that my mindset was just so open to any experience and whatever came my way and I think carrying that mindset with you is something that 
can be truly valuable in any situation. Just going into everything with an open mind and embracing anything that comes your way. And it's definitely easier to say than be done. Um, But I found a joy in living in that mindset that I hadn't previously experienced before. The next line is, that be known, let me know. And when I first read this, first I was a little bit confused. (laughs) I wasn't really sure what um, Daniel Caesar was trying to convey, but the more I read it, the more I thought to myself about how sometimes when you're unsure of what to do, or at least in my experience, when I'm unsure of what to do, Sometimes I'll ask the universe to give me a sign, anything. And I read somewhere on Instagram, I came up on the Explore page, saying that asking for a sign is the sign itself. And I always, that really resonated with me because I think part of growing up and maturing is building a relationship with yourself and part of building a relationship with yourself is learning how to trust yourself and being honest with yourself about your limitations but also what you're good at and I think that there's a level of trusting or there's a level of trust that I hope to achieve where I'm able not so much to ask the exterior, the exterior world, give me a sign because I'll have the trust in myself to know what to do, whatever may come my way. The next line that intrigued me was, seems like streetlights glowing happen to be just like moments passing in front of me. And this was just so beautiful to me because if you've ever taken a night drive and you're driving down the highway, just the feeling and the movement of the streetlights like coming in and out of the car, it's kind of like a heartbeat almost. And it's just, there's a beauty to it really. And I come from like a suburb, <laughs> basically. I tell everyone that I'm from Las Vegas, but like truly I live in like the suburb of Vegas, which is like 10 minutes away from the actual city, but there's really not much to do there. And so a, you know, teenagers would just, for fun, we would take night drives and listen to music. And I think that the song just evoked so much nostalgia in a way for me, not only because I listened to the song, in moments past, but because part of the lyrics kind of illustrate my personal life. And this line essentially means that every moment is fleeting. The present is always in the past as I speak of it, as I think of it, as I conceptualize it, as I even try to understand it. And life is made up of moments. And I find this really interesting because with today's technology, we're really able to document everything. And granted, you're, you have enough data and storage on your phone. <laughs> Just joking. But basically, 
we have the technology to really document our intimate lives. And I resonate with this in several different areas of my life because um, in high school, I would say, I was definitely the person that like had to Snapchat every single little thing I did, whether it be like going out to lunch with my friends or getting home and doing homework. And I really was so invested in documenting the little moments of my life. And then as I, as time passed, as I kind of got into college, I realized that there's so much beauty in experiencing the present rather than documenting it. I think the lens of which you experience life changes when you're not busy documenting something because you're not really trying to get anything out of it. You're just simply existing and experiencing the world around you. And I think that in our current day and age, there's this fear of boredom. There's this fear of nothingness, of stillness, of silence. And I think that there is this level of maturity that comes with finding the beauty in all of those things that are deemed as boring and uninteresting in today's world. And I, when I was in Florence studying abroad, actually, I went on a trip to London and I had my phone stolen from me and I was without a phone for two and a half plus weeks and I always say that you know those MRI images of a brain where you can see like a before and after like I truly think that the shape and structure of my brain completely changed during this period of time with no phone because I mean to be honest I can't even really (laughs) remember it that well exactly but it was so freeing at first and I think that being off social media not having my phone to take pictures of every little thing not having my phone to listen to music every moment of silence it really made me feel more in touch with the world around me granted I was in a very privileged time in my life where I was studying abroad so having those moments to really just experience the abroad was so special. And I completely understand that when you're in your day-to-day life, going on your phone is a way of an escape. And you may not want to experience the reality of what you're in. And to that, I would have to say that is completely valid because I relate to that too. But I also think that taking time to accept your reality allows you to not only recognize what is going on in your life, but maybe take actions and steps to change what you're not proud of in your life. Um, I think that the next line that really stood out to me was, So I hopped in a cab and I paid my fare. And this to me reminds me of the Buddhist saying that life is suffering. Life is essentially an ongoing struggle. And 
um, I cannot remember who said this, but, you know, it, it was something along the lines of if life is suffering, you get to choose what you suffer with. You have the option and the choice and the power to choose where you want to suffer. And I completely understand that there is an extent of which you have control over that. But I think that this to me really means that you're able to choose, again, to an extent, where you want to go, where you're pointed to. And it's not always going to be an easy ride. In fact, you're practically guaranteed some sort of conflict or issue along the way. And so it's kind of like, life is kind of like getting into a cab. You're going to have to pay a fare. You're going to have to pay up in what some way or another. And that doesn't mean that the ride is going to be terrible and bumpy and disgusting and icky, but there is going to be something that you kind of have to give up. And the next line is, See, I know my destination. I'm just not there. And I think this line is really special to me because when I transferred, I mean, even going way before transferring schools, even when I was a little kid, I I always had expectations of things. And I think that when Daniel Caesar says, I, I, I know my destination, there almost comes with that, like, an expectation of what that destination holds, what it looks like, what it's going to mean to you, how you're going to feel in that place once you're there. And it's almost, there's this sense of, once I get to that destination, I'll be happy, but I'm just not there yet. There's a, there's a sense of a, a lack of, pleasure in the journey of getting there because the the destination is ultimately the end goal and I think that one of the greatest experiences I've had that really taught me to not have expectations would be when I transferred schools um I think that once I knew I wanted to transfer schools, that the school I originally was at was not for me, I had all these preconceived notions that once I transfer schools, I'm going to feel like it's the right place for me. Everything's going to be amazing. Little did I know that the year I transferred schools was when the pandemic started. So I transferred schools to a school in New York City, which was essentially the epicenter of the pandemic in the United States. And I quickly realized that whatever expectations, whatever ideas I thought I was going to live, to have, to experience, they just weren't plausible. And I think that learning from that experience it was it was difficult. It was like lo- it was losing a dream essentially, and I think that during the pandemic there were so many losses. There were there was a loss of loved ones. There were there was a loss of of safety. 
there was a loss of feeling like you felt safe in the future that you were planning for. And along with that was a loss of dreams and expectations and what you thought was going to happen with, within the coming years. And it was a challenge to adapt and to um, evolve in a way where I was able to live in New York City, not living the typical romanticized New York City life. And I think it's really, this line is also really interesting because in this song, Daniel Caesar talks about how nothing is set in stone, but if you know where your destination is, there's always a chance that your plans are going to change, that your end goal is going to change. And I can safely say that the person who I was prior to coming to New York City is a completely different person now. And that's due to so many different factors and different experiences. And there's a beauty in changing and growing and evolving because if I had stayed with my expectations of what New York City was going to be, what school was going to be coming into this, there, have, there would have been so many lessons that I would have not learned, so many things I myself would have not realized about myself. And the next line for me that stood out was, I'm just not there in these streets. I'm just not there. Life just ain't fair. And this really goes back to the previous line too of, if you're not getting to where you originally planned to go, you can feel a deep sense of failure or shame. And that's completely okay and normal. But I don't think it's always the case to feel like just because you didn't get what you originally planned doesn't mean you failed. And I think that there is a flip side to not getting what you want. And I do think that I have to recognize that sometimes not getting what you want really just means not getting what you want. And I don't want to perpetuate toxic positivity because sometimes hardships are just hard. And I think there is a level of reflection that comes with any sort of hardship, any sort of loss or grief. And for a while now, I've been contemplating what this with this feeling of failure, with this feeling of not experiencing my dream, what that loss it means to me. And I think that after reflection, there are things that I have gained from this experience. But like I, what Daniel Caesar was saying before is there is a fair that I did have to pay to get to this place where I am now. And there's this part in the song where Daniel Caesar says, the good Lord gives, the good Lord taketh away. That's how it goes. And 
I am not religious, but there is truth in that there is a give and a take and this beautiful motion that is life. And life is a combination of so many different things and not all of them are good or bad. Some things are gray, some things you don't even, can't even comprehend in the moment. And that really is life. And I think with social media, there is definitely a feeling of having life always be sunny and beautiful and, you know, pristine. And that really just isn't the case. Life is so much of contrast and ups and downs and twists and turns. And um, I think one of the beautiful things about life is that it's not just two-toned. It's a bunch of shades. And that's, that is essentially what makes up the complexity of life. And so the last line that I really wanted to touch on is the line, don't go live your life in vain. And I think when I first heard this, I just kind of took it as is because it sounds pretty cliche in my opinion. I was like, you know what? Yeah, don't go, don't go live your life in vain. But when I was analyzing the song, I looked up the definition of vain and one of the definitions is producing no result, useless. And it really made me rethink the concept of living your life in vain. Number one being that usefulness is completely subjective. What might be useful for me may be completely useless in your opinion. And for some strange reason, this <laughs> quote kind of reminded me of like almost like a capitalistic mindset, like you have to live your life in a productive manner to get these outcomes, to get to this destination. And I think this line, reading this line at the very last end, really just changed and shifted the whole tone of the song for me. Because I think listening to the song at the beginning, it was so beautiful and relatable. But I almost feel like this last line allows me to look at this song and realize that life isn't about getting to your destination. Not at all. It's not about being, your life doesn't have to be objectively useful. It doesn't have to be objectively productive. There is so much time in life to really just experience and I think that experiencing life and being in the present moment is one of the most meditative, most deep and philosophical and just aligning things one can do for themselves. And I still have so much emotion and memories attached to the song that this one last line will not change that for me. But I do think that whenever I will hear this line, sing this line, it will make me think that maybe, no, no, no. It will make me think that life is not about the destination. It's not about the end result. It's about the journey. If you were to think about life as endpoints and destinations, 
your life would be just dots scattered <laughs> across whatever time looks like in the visual manner of speaking. Life is about those moments in between too. There's so much time that happens in between each endpoint. And truly, you have to enjoy the journey to even appreciate the destination. And while I'm not saying every moment of the journey has to be full of joy and laughter and puppies, there has to be a level of appreciation in the present of what you're doing now for the destination and end goal. And I think that a an anecdote that I would like to share that really, I think, really resonates with my last point would be in high school, one of my one of my goals was to perform at Carnegie Hall. Um, I was in band, and I just felt like I had given so much time and commitment into playing this instrument that, you know, I might as well just try and reach for the stars and see if I could perform at Carnegie Hall. So I took private lessons. I really practiced for my audition and I was accepted into this wonderful program where they allowed students to come together as a group and play music at Carnegie Hall and I I while I while I have so much appreciation for the people that supported me in my journey to playing at Carnegie Hall I do think that while I was getting ready to reach my destination, my mind was very, very focused on the destination, not so much the work that was put into it. And I remember finally getting up on the stage at Carnegie Hall and I just, I just felt empty. I felt like I was at the summit of a mountain and I just looked out and yes, it was so beautiful. It was breathtaking because the hall is gorgeous, but I just felt empty because to me, the prize was Carnegie Hall and I did it. And that was literally it. It was just like, I did it. All right, I'm done now. And there wasn't really anything after that. And I think that um, I'm not sure if there are, if anyone else has experienced something similar where you, you get what you want, but when you get it, it's not as fulfilling as you thought it would be. And I wonder if that's because you weren't focused on the journey when you were doing the journey. And, um... I have, I am so beyond grateful I had the opportunity to perform at Carnegie Hall and even more so grateful for the people and my, my bandmates that performed so wonderfully that night. But again, there was that feeling of, okay, I did it. And it wasn't as fulfilling as I had imagined it to be. Um, 
that's all I have to say about this wonderful song by Daniel Caesar. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and come back for another one. Bye.